two, three. Welcome to the Stramix Podcast. Podcast. Okay, there it is. Right on time, as usual. Um, today's Sunday. Oh, yeah, it is. And Thanks for telling me. And I've been upset all week. Um, about because the Browns just, lost. Oh, just wait. everything, no. but mostly about the Cleveland Browns losing. Okay, yeah. okay but I don't think that's what you were going to say. And you tried to cheer me up this morning, I think, in a text. Because I was complaining about all the things that I had to fix. Yeah. And I tried to get you to come to my studio and work on the kiln with me. Yeah. And you just said, like... If I was stuck trying to fix something, I'd call you. I thought that was really nice. <laughs> I was, well, you were said, you were like, I don't know what's wrong with this kiln. I think I need help fixing it. And I was like, oh, shit. If he, if he needs help, it's really fucked got, up. Like, how I, am I going to help? I got You're, that nice. I got that nice compliment today. And then I also, from one of my new studio mates, I was like complaining about something and they said, well, they should be happy that they get to talk to a nice guy like you. <laughs> um, send me that person's email. She, because she just moved. She just moved I, in. They yeah. have no idea. Yeah, she, Good luck to you, <laughs> young lady. <laughs> the doom. Oh, um, I almost like I left and I almost went back to say thanks. Oh, so nice. Yeah, but for serious, send me your email. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I did tech, I did try to cheer you up. I had this idea. I was looking on Facebook Marketplace for Locker V Wheels, and I was like, maybe <laughs> Gus and I should get in the car and drive out to Pittsburgh to pick up this Locker V. Oh, man, that would actually, the last time that I was really sad and really stressed, Katie Coughlin, who's been on the podcast, drove me out to the middle of nowhere in New York, and we picked up free ceramic stuff. And I really, awesome. and then we ate, I ate a vegan burger. Gross. I know, but it was actually pretty good. I didn't want to, I wanted to go to a brewery, but the brewery was closed. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a weird time. But that was a really fun way to spend a day. That Maybe is we should fun. You're that. like, yeah, I think we should go Let's schedule that in. I know. I've, I'm like, I'm thinking about trading the whisper, the VL whisper uh, for a locker bee. I talk and talk the talk. I should walk the walk, right? Are you going full kick wheel? Or, I was, I was or thinking, assisted well, motor? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind to just get the kick wheel, but I'm such a baby. I should just get the motor. I don't want to have one leg be bigger than the other because of the muscle. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to necessarily just do a thing where <laughs> I just name people that we're friends with, but good friend Sarah Allwine is slowly getting one stronger arm from all the the way she makes her slabs when she's jiggering <laughs> one is noticeably more cone now not no okay, it's not cool. noticeable unless she points wow. it out if she holds them next to each oh, other wow yeah. but yeah I'm trying to think of like the like holy grail wheel I don't know Lock, yeah I would say Lockerbie with if you could get anything, it'd be Lockerbie. But somehow I want the I want a Lockerbie, but I want it to be as quiet as the Chimpo Whisper. Yeah, right. Those Lockerbies are really loud. It's, it's, Especially those shitty oh motors God. that you can get. From. Yeah, Gus and I for the listeners. Uh, Gus and I work at 
I do see why, hey. I do see why we should, we both use this Lockerbie wheel and it's like this big metal thing. It's like, there's nothing, there's nothing cool about it except this wheel is the loudest wheel and the hum is so loud. It's like ear piercing. And then sometimes it just like some metal, yeah, Wobbles. well, there's that, some metal touches oh, and then it yeah. squeaks, it squeaks like, like a monster. And then the person who drilled the um, the bat pinholes in the wheel head put them off center. <laughs> so the bat <laughs> is off center. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Not a little so off like center. Way off center. Like, like you can't look at it while you're centering or you're on your bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It's oh, a great wheel. Okay, Gus, I have to talk to you about something else. So my friend yeah. Aaron Wilcox of um, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, messaged me that he listened to our cups episode. Oh. And about what makes a good cup, and then he, I quote, said, "You didn't quite get there," unquote, about what makes a good cup. So I've been thinking about it ever since. Have you listened to that episode? I mean, you edited it, so you probably know it by heart. I don't know it by heart because it was like it was like at least six months ago. Yeah. So that was like a world away. But I decided that the most important thing about the cup, the cup, the thing that makes the cup the best cup, Mm -hmm. is that you like the person that made it. Yeah, that has a huge. It's that you actually. Mm -hmm. I would say. I would even go further and say that you love the person that made it. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. I think that's true. The cups that I use, my go-to cups, I'm using a John Gill cup right now. Yeah. My favorite cup, probably my favorite mug ever is a Lydia Johnson mug who I haven't talked to in a while, but is a really good friend and uh was in i was in grad school with her i love i love her work too yeah she makes great work and adams per year oh yeah and you'll notice no cami Comaco. yeah i noticed that you didn't like drop my name in there it's funny anyway i don't, ha- I don't have any of your cups actually yeah, and, and i refuse and you don't have any of mine i do i got one for christmas what yeah you gave me one for christmas it's got a cigarette holder but I don't think I can use it. It's more of like a, maybe I could put some whiskey in it. Let's do shots oh, in yeah. it on the next holiday. Yeah. But it's not yeah. like a, it's not, I wouldn't Super consider Bowl. it. Yeah. I wouldn't consider it like, I wouldn't consider it like a yeah. cup, like it's a morning. Like a daily use yeah. Cup. yeah. No, I wouldn't even consider it a, a monthly a, use cup. Not even like, not even like a yearly. <laughs> Maybe a special like ritual occasion, like when we have to burn sage over this podcast to get it back. Yeah, I got to do that everywhere. I got to do that in in every part of my life. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You should like, well, let's put together something. (laughs) Gus, uh, do we have any listener questions? Any new questions from anybody need to know? Yes. We have a question from a follower whose Instagram handle is maybe.natalie. Okay. So it might be Natalie. Okay. 
Uh, curious if you guys could do an episode or segment on advice for starting up a smaller scale ceramic studio. My friend Kid Toffer and I are starting up a ceramic studio in Oakland, just signed the lease. And it's going to be shared between six ceramicists total who do a combination of functional and non-functional slash sculptural work. Advice on getting the studio up and running would be much appreciated. Anything from ideal studio layouts to plumbing solutions to kiln things or common studio pitfalls from your experiences. Thank you. Thank you. Keep making the podcast. I love it. Wow. Apparently, we're still making a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the question, maybe, Natalie. Um, okay, that's a huge, huge question. I think we could probably spend like six episodes just on that. Considering you put together, you're in the process of putting together a ceramic studio, and you also put together a giant studio, and I put together a small studio. I think, we, I think we're qualified to answer. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right, though. Like, we could really do a number of episodes on it. Uh, I mean, we could be, I don't know if you guys have that are listening have noticed that we could talk about, like, a wedging table for, like, two and a half hours. So. Yeah. I got some day, <laughs> maybe that's a good place to start. Now let's just start with pour the your wedging. Table. Pour your wedging table thick. Super thick. God. Here's what I think. I used casting plaster for my wedging table because I thought that it would be more durable than... Like Hydrocal or Hydrostone or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you like it? I love it. It barely gets a scratch in it. Yeah. But I did make a big mistake. So I... I, sh- I put chicken wire in the bottom because I didn't Ooh. want it to ever crack. Okay, my wedging table is like three feet by two feet. It's really big. And, yeah. and I don't regret even an inch of it. Like, I wish it were bigger. I yeah. do everything on that thing. Like, I every I do everything on it. Like, it's intense. Wait, how big of a bucket did you mix the plaster in? Three buckets Ooh. of plaster. for It's like three and a half inches thick. Yeah. So the mistake was that I put chicken wire in the bottom and then the chicken wire uh, flaked because it was so wet and it rose to the top. So I don't have like a perfect white surface. Like I have some like black from the chicken wire. In the I think don't put chicken wire in your... Don't do it. But I do think that you should put plastic netting like plastic fencing or something. I would like cut a piece of plastic fencing. I would not do that. I would just pour it solid. I, but my, the, what I do on it, like I pound slabs out. I do everything. Like it's like, I'm good. Yeah. So that's my suggestion. You say how thick? Like that three or yeah. Three to four inches. Do you have one in your studio? No. Uh, but you don't really, don't, you don't need one. No, but I might, I, like Cammy said, I'm in the middle of setting my new studio up, which is the same as my old studio, except it's down one flight of stairs. Um, but I finally have a kiln in the space and that is cool. Um, and so now I think I'm going to start making work there before I, really only glazed my stuff there and then I'd move it to Brooklyn clay to fire it. 
So maybe now I think I've also always worked on sawhorses, which are nice and sturdy. That's like my main work table are these like good sawhorses that lock together to the tabletop. But my other table is just a cheap Ikea desk. Yeah. And now that I'm going to start working with clay, I need to step it up. Get a real table in there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You need something you can like really attack. Okay. Figure out how many pieces of furniture you want in your studio. Right. Multiply that number by four. Take that number and divide your total budget for the studio (laughs) from that. And then that'll tell you how much you can spend on each caster wheel. Oh my God. Put everything on locking casters. Yeah. You're a but 100% believer in locking casters. <laughs> locking casters are really sweet if you have a good floor and good locking casters, but only good locking casters that are really expensive. Yeah, don't waste your it. money. Don't get, if they're, uh, don't if get they're Ikea. $10, yeah, throw them not, in the garbage. Exactly. Um, there is yeah. one other thing that we could talk about. Back in the last episode, um, we talked to Ben Sikirsky about his about his Franken kiln, and we asked him how much money he paid for it, and he told us three hundred dollars. And I think that he paid um, three hundred dollars too much for it. <laughs> so Ben's when, gonna come and fight you. <laughs> sorry, Ben, but I really believe that um, whoever sold that to you is, you know, some th- like their wife's gonna leave them or. Food, really bad food poisoning. You're saying that karma's <laughs> against them now. Oh yeah, for sure. I just got a, I just got a kiln. I inherited a broken kiln that I yeah. spent a couple of days, but I finally finished fixing it today. And? And it works. It's old. It looks bad. Parts of it are held together with drywall screws. Oh geez. But it was free. And that is really good. So I don't think people should be so afraid of old kilns. I think that you can get, it's really, I think this goes for studio furniture too. Like know yourself and your skills. And if you can fix things, if you're handy and you can fix things and you will fix things, because there's also a big difference there. Like there's a lot of stuff that I can fix that I won't fix. Like I probably wouldn't ever fix this kiln except that somebody else in the studio needs it. So I fixed it for him. But if you can do it, you can save a lot of money. Oh my and God. who cares if the outside of your kiln is a little corroded or there's like some broken soft brick around the top. If you only fire it a couple times a year, even if you fire it once a month, that puppy will last a long time. I would um, spend a bunch of money on mops. <gasps> Good idea. So you have them everywhere? Yeah. And sweeping compound, yes or no? Yeah. that's. I think it's good. Is it a waste of money? Yeah. But you kind of, sometimes you kind of need it, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you kind of need it unless, unless you can actually be really strict about mopping everything. <laughs> But the do mopping's you, hard. Do you feel like if do you feel like you need a glaze area for six people, or would people just glaze where they are? Glaze in their own section. I w- I think it'd be nice to have a glaze table, but I don't know if they're gonna have. If you had shared glazes, I would have a glaze area. But if not, I would just say do your own. And another 
expense that is not it's not it's not massive but it's not cheap either is a spray booth which can really if you have a spray booth like one of those laguna spray booths there i don't know how much they're like they're like twelve hundred dollars or a something. little bit more but yeah they're totally with the exhaust yeah it's yeah it. but if you have a space where you can set that up that can save oh, you yeah, a okay. lot of time and frustration down the road and it is also it does a really good job at venting things so it's great for your health and you can also use it for as an exhaust hood for mixing glazes um if you are cleaning the space and or something happens and you do make dust if it's not that big of a space it would it could get a lot of dust out of there one of those in a space is really a nice thing to have if oh you can God. just vent it right outside. I totally agree with you. 100%. And then you can also just buy like pints of glaze and really easily glaze big stuff. Um, you know what I wouldn't buy? I wouldn't what? buy one of those standing slab rollers. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't buy a slab roller at all. What? Yeah. yeah I, would buy, I would buy one of those mini ones. I love them. I, yeah. Hmm. If I had one, it would be like all my work would just be slabs, slabs, slabs. I'm trying to even like think how I would explain why slab rollers are the are worthless. Okay. They just take uh, up a lot of space. I think yeah, they take up a lot of space. You think you can make the perfect slab without a slab roller? You don't um, oh you work in slabs. I totally forgot. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the master fucking slab, the master slab maker, Gust of Hamilton, is going to tell us what he feels about slab rollers. Because he does make all of his slabs from scratch. You know how you hear grumpy, specifically like grumpy old guys, but you can hear it from just about anybody. And they'll start talking about like, how participation trophies are making kids soft and it's ruining the world. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Which is true. Which, right. Except that it's not participation trophies. It's slab rollers that are making <laughs> people soft <laughs> and it's slowly ruining the world because if you want a good slab, you got to earn it and there's no just rolling it through a pizza pie maker. Okay. You get a paddle, you get a big serrated a Kemper big serrated rib that's serrated on one side smooth on the other and you get two boards and then if you really need it you get a giant rolling pin and some sticks and then you don't have a huge expense and you also don't have a wasted table like you make that space into another table and then you're also not going to grow up to be a coward <laughs> <laughs> wow, I wasn't expecting that. I guess I, you know, I do. Uh, I'm just going to continue to make my slabs the we're way gonna have to, them, we're going to have to. We're going to have to cut this out, or big big slab roller is going to come after the podcast and shut us down. <laughs> big brother, big business. Oh man! My God! All right, we'll probably answer more questions about how to open your own studio later on. We, it's just too big to address in this in this intro. Maybe we can reach out to maybe maybe Natalie. Maybe Natalie and see if they because 
that question was sent a little while ago. Um, maybe we can see how it's going and see what bits of advice they have for other people. The one thing that I will say is put every, <laughs> every decision down in writing and send that shit around in an email so that there's no confusions about who's paying what later on. Huh. Oh, I'm, going, I'm going through some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. All right. Let's talk about our guest today. So, you know that um, in my studio, I love using colored porcelain. It's like my favorite thing to use right now. And yeah. it's such a pain in the ass and it's so expensive, but the results are just phenomenal. And um, it's a free color. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's a bonus color. As, bonus wait, color. You told me that somebody said that. Who? John Gill, I think. Or Andrea Gill. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was one of the gills. Okay. Well, I'm that actually I'm really excited about that because I wonder if Andrea Gill told Jolie no that it's a bonus color for her as well because she's on the podcast today. Uh, Um, So we have Jolie No, and we're so excited to have her. We met her on... Through the internet. Yeah, we just sort of like struck up a friendship. I think we did, you and I did, separately. Yeah. And then we sort of did together as well. And then, yeah, we just started, you know, as as Instagram relationships go, we just sort of cheer each other on from the sidelines, which is my favorite thing about Instagram. Uh, That said, we're so excited to have her on the podcast. She's in her first year of graduate school at Alfred, and she's going to talk to us about, I think she's she's just like kind of like she's on break. So I think she's like sweet, sweet freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. She also, everybody should uh should look up uh her work it's really great she uses the 3d printer a lot um and we do talk a little bit about that in the interview yeah like she's just kind of like taking the 3d printer and pushing it next level everybody should go look up her bfa thesis show oh yeah go find the images from that because that was when i first found out about her work and yeah, the images cr- look so amazing. I think that she made a hundred vases from one mold, from one yeah. form. It's and cool. the work the work is great, but also them together in a group, the way she documented them is really great. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um and that's another thing about yeah, the the way she photographs her work is like she like puts them in outer space, they become this the other. So it's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, we're so happy that she's on. She's on. So here, here we she go. is. Here's Jolino. Just get to it, Gus. Just get it all oh, out. Yeah. Just talk I'm about who you know. Just get it yeah. out. Sorry, Cammy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna chill, kick back for a second. How's the jet? Um, honestly, I haven't gone at all. No. Okay. I suppose it's different because you're not like, you're not going to like sit around at the jet all morning. I mean, I mean, you could. Yeah. So it's, it feels like the pandemic isn't happening in Alfred. 
So you have to wear masks in the studios or no? Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah, but and it was kind of amazing. I like, I don't know what I was expecting from starting grad school in a pandemic, but I didn't think we would be open the whole time. But we didn't shut down once. Like we had access to studio and we still have access to studio. Um, but yeah, the undergrads didn't get kicked out. I was really surprised about that. I think we had like maybe 11 cases total for the whole semester. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was talking to Josh about, so, cause he was finishing grad school when the pandemic happened. So he just like lost his last semester of grad school pretty much. Mm-hmm. Really sucks. It does suck. Yeah. There's like, I don't, there's this like weird dynamic between the second years and the first years. Cause I don't want to say that there, I mean, everyone got like screwed over. I was in, I was an undergrad, like when the pandemic hit, I was like finishing my last semester. So I like understand um, that they're upset that they got kicked out and they lost time. Um, but there's this like weird dynamic of like the second years did not choose to be in grad school during a pandemic. And like all of the first years were just like, yeah. I'll yeah. Up, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, not really even, funny. not even just that, but the, the second years also started in the middle of renovations and didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> to, there was no, there were no kilns for the first half of the semester. It's so crazy. No one told us. Um, I mean, Whoa. there's still renovations. We're not in the old studio spaces. Apparently we'll be in them next year, but they also cool. took the second years. So. Um, I wonder if uh, if second years across the board all, are always going to have some sort of looming <laughs> pressure. Like it's all, like this, like even when I was in Cranbrook, like the second years were so shitty. Well, that was Ryan. Rennie you know what I mean? It was like something. Uh, Ryan Rennie and I weren't friends at all until really? after, we were friends, after we were finished with grad school. Yeah. Like we just like I would talk to him when I saw him at a party and at the bar, but I don't even think I had his phone number until he moved to oh. New York. Were you, yeah. were you a year ahead of him or behind him? Yeah. So I was like the grumpy. Oh, you were the grumpy. Dickhead. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, yeah, the first years are like those second years are fucking assholes. Yeah. And the second years are like sort of jealous of the first years because they uh-huh. still have all that time. And then the pressure of like going out in the world and not yeah. knowing. But, okay. So I... <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Like we're gonna ruin the rest of your first year and also probably your second year. You guys kind of did in grad school. (laughs) I remember it was like I was listening to one of the episodes and it was like maybe a couple of days before school started. And you guys, I think the opening you were just talking about how much grad school sucks, and I was just like, "What? (laughs) What do you mean?" I was like, "No, no, they're lying." And then like it started, and I was like, "Oh." I do miss grad school a lot. I know we both do. I know once I'm done, I'll be like, oh, I want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. But I was really sad, I think, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. No no one tells you that. Actually, so many people tell you that. So many grad students are like, don't go to grad school. And now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so I think, I think doing it in the middle of a pandemic is like the best time you could go to grad school. Yeah, right. Because there's nothing that you can. You're not missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's also incredibly challenging and like kind of scary too, but um, it is great because you just 
get to make work like in a safe environment and you're not there's no FOMO like none of my friends in other cities are like doing anything fun yeah um, so I don't feel like I'm missing out on much um, yeah and it's exciting to be able to like I don't know like feel like I'm making progress in my career um and I, and I know like I'm, re- I'm really grateful for that because I know a lot of people aren't That's yeah the experience they're having right now um so you I love that you went straight through from undergrad to grad school. Was that where you just like, I don't know what to do. I better just go to grad school. Um, uh, maybe. You, I, I yeah. mean, I, my like undergraduate um, career was like pretty, I mean, it's, I guess it's more like common now, but I, it took me like six years to finish RISD. I started in 26, no, no, 2014. And I ended up taking two years off from school. I wasn't even doing ceramics. I'm like really new to ceramics also. I've only been doing it for three years. I don't know. I like didn't ever want to go to grad school. And then the summer before my senior year at RISD, I was working for, I'm going to butcher his name. Um, Brian Janinski, Brian Januski. I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Oh yeah. In Philadelphia. I was working for a pottery production company and I was like, oh, like I could do this after school and I was doing it. And it's like not a reflection of him at all. Like it just sucks to work like a job like that. Um, And I like, I had studio space, but I never was making anything. It was like really draining. Um, And I don't know, I just was like, oh, maybe I should just apply to grad school. Why not? Just like put it out there. But I didn't think I was going to get in because I, so many people told me that it's like good to take a break in between undergrad and grad school um and that they're like more then i have a better chance to get in if i wasn't coming straight out of undergrad yeah that's not even a little bit true yeah well apparently because <laughs> there are other people in the program that are also straight out of undergrad so yeah i think i went i had a year as a post back and then went into it and I did leave like feeling really burnt out. Like I kind of started grad school feeling burnt out of school. Yeah. But you, yeah, it's like, I just think it is either nice to take a break or like just be aware of the fact that you're, you're like in it. Cause you want to take, really take advantage of being in grad school. Cause you only get to do it once. Yeah. Or you could go like, I think about going to try, like applying for painting for grad school or like <laughs> you want to go back so bad <laughs> my yeah. um already has been in grad school they were in RISD they went to RISD we were there at the same time but I didn't know them um Funny. yeah so you can do it twice you can do it twice nice you can do it twice <laughs> I think it's harder to get into a second program if they know you did it already yeah, yeah. I think so too yeah, that's what some of the faculty were telling me but yeah so that's you can do it yeah, yeah, yeah. you might as well. Applications are due soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really soon. <laughs> like really soon. I don't know. I went straight through too. And I, I had like six months off and I'm. Wait, you went straight through? Yeah. I like graduated I in December. I went really slow through undergrad mm-hmm. and then graduated in December and like went in September to school. Wow. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad I went. I'm, I'm, like the time off didn't do anything except made made me feel lonely for yeah. ceramics. Yeah. I, and I did the time off thing. Um, I like took two years off from undergrad. So I kind of felt like, I don't know, I was like had good momentum. So I felt like I just needed to like keep it up. 
Yeah. Cool. Um, so wait, Philadelphia is home? Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's like a really big ceramic city. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess you're right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I to do it. It's an yeah. easy to do it. Well, for a long time, the clay studio of Philadelphia was sort of like, <laughs> other than the Archie Bray, it was like yeah, the spot. Yeah, the place, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only place. Like one of, oh, Lil Street in Chicago. <laughs> clay space and then... I didn't know Archie that. Yeah. I knew ceramics, so... Yeah. How do you feel as a newcomer in ceramics? Um, I don't know. It feels crazy to be at Alfred being like a newcomer. I... I like realize I'm like gonna gra- probably graduate from Alfred and have never been to Inseca. Oh, that's probably a good thing. That's, you might be the only one that's ever done that. <laughs> yeah, I know, especially because of the pandemic. Because I know we all usually would just go together. But yeah. Oh yeah. wow. That is kind of crazy. Yeah, and now I'm just like, oh, maybe I should just never go. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, you're going to see things that you wish that you will never be able to unsee. Oh, you know? I didn't see God. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Um, men and, and men and men in really weird shoes that you're like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. No, the best is Adam, Adam's per year. I was talking about a show just called John's Big Bowls that he saw at Nseeka. <laughs> John no, it was, no, it was just some random. Some guy. Yeah, they're yeah, big probably bowls. big, big wood-fired bowls. I'm sure. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I feel like I want to go. But... It's really. I love Ensika. Yeah, I just feel like it's like a spectacle. <laughs> it is. It really is. I just like want to see people perform. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's, and there's especially all... whatever. I have like the Alfred connection, and I hear they have fun parties. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I love going to NCK. We were going to, Cammy and I were going to be in a show and maybe stay in the same hotel room with like five people, but the cool. pandemic ruined it. Yeah, yeah I was really, going to go too. Yeah. my first NCK. Well, it's exciting, but also like the biggest nightmare. Cammy stopped going because she got sick of running into her ex-boyfriend's at <laughs> <That's> NCK. <basically laughs> <up> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, did we have sex? I can't remember. Oh, I know it was really getting weird. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it was like 90, to take a break. Yeah, it was like it was so I was afraid of running with my ex-boyfriend mm. and then also several other people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not at that point yet, but eventually I'm sure. Well, I will. Okay, let's let's just like what clay body do you use? What are you using as like glazes? Okay. Um well, when I first started printing, um, I was mostly just printing with stoneware, um, but now I've moved on to colored porcelain. Sweet. Um, and I'm doing a little bit of terracotta, except the terracotta that I'm using is has way too much grog in it. And when it prints, it tears itself apart. It's really frustrating. And I made so much of it, um, which I'm kind of upset about. But um, And for glazes, right now I'm just using underglaze, but I'm trying to move away from that. Um, and like just trying to use more of the colored clay, but I, I don't know. I can't, it's like a vice. I like, can't give it up. I like, I like colored using colored porcelain cause it does the work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about them. I had never, I don't know. I had never worked with porcelain before. I kind of didn't think it was going to print very well. 
um, just because I heard it's like not really fun to work with, but it like was like the best to print with. And I was like kind of surprised by that. Um, but yeah. So let me ask you a question. When you are working in the studio because you're using the 3D printer, do you wear like different clothes? <laughs> Oh, are you, are you like, do you dress like just a little bit nicer than everybody else? I do. I do. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really wear uh, sensible shoes in the studio, if that's what you're asking. You're like super clean. Uh, I'm not super clean. I still, I, I mean, I like, I'm trying to also get back into hand building um, and trying to do other stuff too. Uh, but I am generally pretty clean or cleaner yeah. than most. So most of the work that I know of yours is either the, the 3D printed stuff or some of, like I saw you were making some prints or drawings at one point too. I saw some flat pieces that were like images of the 3D printed pieces. Oh yeah. That was like a one-off thing okay. that I did okay. for oh, this past summer. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I don't usually do that. Okay. Um, I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What, yeah. How did you get into the 3D printing in the first place? And what were you like? Were you throwing and hand building before? Oh, no, I I don't know how to throw. Um, <laughs> I don't. And they made me TA a wheel throwing class. Nice. Like, did, did you, you learn in my portfolio? <laughs> um, I didn't. Well, I feel like I, I mean, I can fake throw, but yeah. I, I also like think like if I learned how to throw, it would ruin my practice. So I kind of don't want to learn how to throw, but I TA'd for uh, Matt Callahan and he's great. Um, and I feel like I learned a lot just from watching him, but I haven't actually like sat down at the wheel and, and done anything. Nice. I mean, if you like, you're, if you decide you want to throw, it's like there goes two years. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that, is that what the fear is? Like that it, if you learn how to throw, uh, what about learning to throw is going to ruin your work? Do you think? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll start to love it and then I'll just throw. I was very, when I started ceramics, I was very uh, anti pottery. I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. Like I just want to hand build sculptures. And now here I am not hand building <laughs> which is like uh, I'm, uh, you asked me about 3d printing um i think i like am embarrassed to say that i 3d print ceramics um to be completely honest with you uh, i think that like parts of the 3d printing ceramic community is kind of whack and boring and I don't know. I just feel like no one really knows. It just like looks bad. Like what's up with that? I just feel like most yeah. ceramic 3D printed objects are just terrible. Well, um, I feel, yeah, I don't, part of what I, oh, well, no, I was going to say that. I think the, the thing about the 3D printed is that the 3D printer makes the same, like the same lines, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah. the same row by row and that carries through all the 3D printed work right now. Right. Yeah, but there was also like, I feel like we're finally. Sorry, just like trains going past. Can you hear yeah, it? Yeah, just it's like. Whoosh, whoosh. Um, part of what it seems like is finally happening, or at least what you're doing with it, is there's like 
like so much of the work that was made with a 3d printer was just like like half of what the person talked to you about when you would see the work was how they built their 3d printer yeah i mean whatever people can do whatever they want and i'm sure they're happy doing it um, <laughs> people who are like prominent um printer i mean i don't even know what to call them um like people who like are prominent like clay printers like it's just all about the printer like they spend all this time making the printer and they only post videos of them printing on instagram um, and never the objects. And it's just like, okay, if you just invested the same amount of time that you're putting into your printer, into your objects, you'd actually make something good. Um, Whoa. So it's just like crystalline glaze. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like crystalline glaze. Yeah. Totally. But this was like, I think kind of the hope of it, like with a lot of the new technology is that eventually it would just sort of like become another tool in the studio. Yeah. And it seems like that's how you're approaching it. Like do you, I mean, you just, you bought a 3d printer, right? You bought a 3d yeah. potter. Yeah. 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 I did. Um, I, there is, I was feeling really like, how much do I lean into this? Like technology printing thing? Like, do I make it my entire personality? Do I make it my entire practice? Um, but I just like, don't care enough to do that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people want me to say like something really smart about like hand versus machine, but it's just like, Oh, like, it, I don't know. Like it's just part of my practice. Like, it's just like a tool that I'm using. I don't know. I don't, it's also still so new to me. Like I've only been, I've been doing it for less than a year now printing clay. Um, like I did nothing in my graduate portfolio had 3d printed stuff like i wasn't really doing, yeah nothing so i like was like when i showed up i was like oh yeah i do all of this now <laughs> Sorry. oh yeah because i guess like i the first time i saw your work was like those pieces that were photographed out doors oh, yeah. was like my, yeah. yeah my bfa thesis my like I, they were like slip casted but they like the form was like a 3d printed it was like okay. printed it, it was like a plastic print that i made a mold of um but that was still like also kind of new for me. I had mostly just been hand building. Yeah. Huh. So I, yeah, I guess like when you talk, but I think when you talk about like, when I talk about clay, I'm always like have the, like the tech, the tactile response of like how the clay calms your mind. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been doing a lot of reading about like, craft and you know the about craft itself and like mm -hmm. what they call the flow state of your brain so i guess my question if i'm going we're going to talk about like the body and you know the body versus the machine like is it something that you're even like miss or is there something that you're like like what like what's the trade-off like what do you lose by using the machine versus your body yeah hmm. Um, and I don't even know if you can really answer that because what you're doing is like, I feel like what you're doing, it changes so like so fast that you're like, you're like, I don't want you to get ahead of your own self. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm not really sure. I mean, I, there are like, I miss hand building. Like I miss doing slip casting. 
um, I miss like the like direct experience you have with the clay and I'm trying to, or at this past semester, I was, um, trying to, um, manipulate the prints more and like not be so precious about it. Cause that's something also within, I feel like the printing community is like, you got the print and you don't do anything to it. You just fire it. And then that's it. <laughs> so I'm trying to like, I don't know, bring the hand back in that way. And I'm like printing multiple parts and like assembling it together. So it still feels like I'm kind of have a part in it. Um, yeah, I don't really know. It's still just so new to me um, that I'm not really sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like a weird thing. I don't know. I When I like started school, I was, they, I don't know. I just like felt like I needed to like change my work in a really big way, which like I'm sure everyone feels like when they first start grad school. And I was just like, oh, like, but I just started doing this, um, the printing. And I'm like, I don't want to change it. <laughs> like I just started. I haven't been doing this like for years, like a lot of other people in my cohort have. So I don't know. That was like kind of hard for me. It still is hard for me. Oh, right. I have kind of like a two part question that I want to know for my own self and just hear what you think about it. So you post a lot of your pieces on Instagram, like, and you post like in progress stuff, like you, like, like, how do you know, first of all, you're really like, I feel like that's really generous and open when you post your work. Right. So you're like Mm -hmm. getting, you're giving people a glimpse into your work, but then Mm -hmm. do you like, do you feel like, are there any ideas that you're like, I don't want to post this because it's going to give away something. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I don't post. Um, uh, sorry, what, what? Sorry, what was so the, the question? question is like, <laughs> like what are the things that you don't post? I guess, and then also, is the piece totally? Is the piece finished when you post it? Like when you put it out for people to see? Like even yeah. like is the uh, like once you put it out? And I we talked about this a little bit with uh thomas mueller who's going to be on the future on a future episode but like is the piece finished when you're like it's like there it is it's done like here here you guys yeah i think so um i i feel like the reason i post my work so much and so generously is um Glenn Adamson is one of my mentors and I like met him while I was at RISD and he wrote this article um, called The Rise of the Hyperpot um, and a hyperpot is just a base or like like a pot or a ceramic that like performs really well on Instagram. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like I've been just like responding to that in my practice and in my work that way and maybe that's why I post them so frequently on Instagram because like that's the space that they live. Um, yeah, but there's also, there's a lot of things that I don't post, um, but I don't want to talk about those. <laughs> I think I'm like, oh, I can't post this. I don't know. I'm trying to like give myself permission to like make bad work, um, right now. Um, <laughs> uh, or like, I don't know. Cause I feel like I like put too much pressure on myself. And then if I start to make something and if I think it looks bad, I will just destroy it and not finish it. Um, but you like learn so much by just like finishing it and taking it through all the firings, um, that I feel like I just like need to let myself have a space to do that. Um, so I feel like I've made a lot of work that like 
I don't know, with that in mind. And like, I don't feel like okay with posting it just yet. Um, and yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I love it. I want to see all, I want to see a photo dump of that shit. I want to see Joe's like Joe's garbage. Joe's garbage. It's a trash heap. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff went into the garbage this end of the semester. I, I will not be posting. Uh, that's kind of the bummer about working with colored porcelain too. Is like you make it's so expensive, right? And then you know, if you like the recycling, it is, you know, just like pulling it all. You know, I'm like in my studio taking little tiny shards of dry colored clay and like trying to recycle it. Together. You know, yeah. Just like, ah. yeah. yeah. I haven't even bothered trying to do that. And just like, okay, I'm just going to mush it with the rest of it oh. and just put that now. That's just, but I, I think it's because yours are like wheel yeah. thrown. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like the clay in the tube when I print it gets mushed together, whether I like it or not. So. Yeah, totally. So I guess like, are you going to try to like build your own 3D printers? Is that what you're saying? You're not going to do that? I don't think I'm going to do that. I was thinking about it because um, I didn't, I was like kind of torn between buying one and just like making one. Um, and I talked to Keith briefly about it before school even started. And he was like, you should just buy one. Like you're going to, it's going to take you way too long to build one. Um, yeah. And you should just like hit the ground running. That's great advice, actually. Gus has a great story about some glazes that he made in grad school. <laughs> now you want to tell it? No. <laughs> I Sorry, guys. I was like, just in the middle of all that, somebody somebody got sick at work. So there's like, I got sucked out of everything because there's like a hundred texts that just came in about who's covering chess. I was like, where the fuck is Gus? <laughs> yeah, sorry. No. I, and yeah. I was like, wow, Gus is boring. <laughs> I know. That's what I was like, <laughs> I'm too. Really sorry. Wow. That's fine. I'm uh, like, I'm better in there. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's actually what most people say. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really soft. <laughs> that must be really hard for you guys. <laughs> you get used to it. You really get used to it. Um, yeah, the uh, no keeping stuff secret is like a funny thing because I, um, it's now like making glazes is now a big part of my job, mm-hmm. and essentially, like I get paid to do it. And so I used to be really. I had always been really open about stuff and then somebody used a bunch of my recipes and then made better work than me. So then I was sad about it. So then I had to stop sharing stuff for a while and then I, and then I slowly started doing it again. Uh, (laughs) But, but now it's like a funny thing where I, like, I don't really own the stuff that I make. I don't think cause someone's paying me to make them. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. They're not yours. But what I love what that Gus does is he makes all these perfect glazes and then I swoop in and I'm like, oh, hey, can I get the recipe for that? And then he kind of thinks about it. And then I have to ask like three or four times and then eventually he gives it up. But it's like a month long process of squeezing a glaze out, great glaze recipe out of him. Well, usually I just have to find the recipe. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, like, he was like, Oh, I just did all this work just for you to come take it for free. Man. A little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, pay uh, me, bitch. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't say that, Gus. You wouldn't. Right, never. <laughs> but, yeah. So when you're, like, drawing up your pieces, what are you, like, what are you looking at for, like, research material? Or how, like, it, you don't even have to be so specific because I don't want to, like, put too much like pressure on that question specific 
honestly. But I would just hate to say that I look at Instagram. (laughs) I hate to say that. Um, But I I mean, I don't just look at Instagram. Of course, that would be bananas. I know. I mean, I don't know. Some people do. But you've seen you post. I've seen you post like pictures of like ancient pots. Oh, yeah. Um, That's like. Yeah, this semester I did research on Vietnamese ceramics um, because I'm Vietnamese uh, and I know absolutely nothing about their ceramic history. But I don't like that. I don't know how much I've like pulled from looking at that. Um, I look a lot at like mini golf courses. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yes, right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like I have taken... Uh, a lot of inspiration from video games that I played as a kid, but like maybe like not direct inspiration, like like Club Penguin and like Neopets and like all those like online games that I played like as a kid. Um, I don't know because there's I feel like my work. I mean, it does like live online, so I feel like I do pull inspiration from mostly online resources. Um, one thing that I feel like comes up kind of a lot, or it has recently when we've talked to people, um, or like when we talk to people that listen to it, to the podcast, they, I feel like people that are doing ceramics so often think that they like need to learn all the technical stuff and like need to be mixing their own glazes and like making their own clay bodies to like be a serious, a serious, uh, ceramic artist and like both can't like I use like all box clay Mm -hmm. um and Amico and Mako Mm -hmm. make Mako wonder glaze for everything pretty much and Cami uses like either commercial stuff or stuff that's available at like the community studios but you're like you're you don't know the magic of it right like you're not a sorcerer mixing your own glazes. Yeah. I mean, I mix some of, I mix my own gloop glaze, but like, like I'm, I mean, I'm trying to like replace under glaze with terrace gelata, like colored terrace gelata. Um, then I, cause I'm like, that's like a more grown up version. (laughs) It's like, that's like adult. Um, but but like, you know, there's a reason people use it and it's because it's good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, because it doesn't fuck up. Yeah. Okay, I want yeah. I want to ask you some really specific technical questions. Is okay. wait, <laughs> we haven't done this in a long time. Okay. What's better, cone six or cone oh six, or 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 whatever cone you want? <laughs> um, I think I like cone oh three. That's really out there. Yeah, yeah. I love, I'm a big fan of Cone One. Yeah, I'm like not crazy about Cone One. We're like dating right now, but yeah. I like Cone O Three. Um, I just started like firing Cone Six, and I don't know if I like it, but mm-hmm. I don't know what's not to like. I guess. Yeah, okay. like fuck Mary Kill. Cone <laughs> yes, yes, yes. X Cone Ten, obviously. Cone 10. You're going to kill Cone 10? Yeah, I don't like Cone 10. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, no. Um, We're going to get a lot of hate mail on this episode. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mario 4 and fuck Cone 6. Nice. <laughs> That's <guys>. great. 
uh, do you believe in quartz inversion? Do I believe in it? Yeah. Um, I just learned what it was this <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, So sure, I believe in it. Cool. Also, yeah. was there really such a person as Jesus Christ? What do you mean, Gus? Why are you asking that? <laughs> and Matt Alfred, is that why you're asking me this? Yeah, I don't know. I just sometimes I think they're really funny. We got some really funny answers out of Adams, I think, when we were. Wait, you like totally attacked me about quartz inversion the other day. I was like, yeah, it goes through quartz inversion at 1248 degrees, which is what I learned. And then you were like, no. I, did I just tell you quartz inversion isn't real? Something like that. I was like, I'm going to go. No, I think you just said the wrong temperature that day. Oh. We'll we'll circle back to this. Anyway, what's your next question? What's your favorite calcium source, whiting or (laughs) wollastonite? I'm kind of more of a wollastonite person myself. um, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Can you talk about your personal relationship with all of your exacto blade, exacto knives? Uh, I don't own any exacto knives what and i don't own pin tools they freak me out i hate pin tools yeah i ooh, i don't like it <laughs> no pin tools no pin tools wait I'm how are you pin tool are you pro fork oh i'm pro fork me too yeah, yeah. oh my god for real so aggressive fork yes oh forks i don't know really? Like when I was in grad school, nobody, some of my classmates didn't even know who I was. And you, uh, (laughs) well, you seem to be like really getting your work out there right now. Um, And it's like, I feel like your experience in grad school is a lot different than like, nobody, you know, like I had like eight followers on Instagram and like, I, was, so, I followed you when you were in grad school. Really? Yeah, I've been following you for a really long time. You and your brother for like a long time. <laughs> Weird. Like before I even started strong. Because I was like interested in it. Funny. But yeah, like weird. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> and I thought like that was like Brooklyn Clay and like. Oh, like, yeah. Be, like, I don't really, I'm not very invested in New York City or Brooklyn. Like, oh, I like what's going on here. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I saw your um, all your like bookend pieces, and I was like, oh my God, I love these. <laughs> <laughs> they are really charming. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to not love those jet skis. Yeah, <laughs> and the so, bananas. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, how would I mean? I know that like you know you haven't had a different grad like you just have your grad school experience, and it is what it is, but. Does it feel funny to be like, um, like you were doing a bunch of stuff for Design Miami, right? That was, yeah, it just feels crazy, kind of. I don't know, because at the beginning of the semester, also, Walter, he's the division head now. He was like, you should be focusing on your studies and like not, if you're going to send work off to shows, like we need to credit first. Like your priority is like to be a student. Um, and I've obviously been like experiencing a lot of, I know I'm like, I have a lot, I'm experiencing a lot of professional success, success right now. Um, I don't know. It's like feels, I like feel torn. I like, don't really know what the right thing to do is. Um, cause I feel like I'm getting so many opportunities that 
I don't want to turn down, but I also still want to prioritize being a grad student because I don't want it to affect my work. I don't want to, I don't know. I've like talked to Matt about this a lot. Um, and like, I feel like the faculty don't even really have like, I don't know. I don't know if they have like sound advice for me because I don't know how, it sounds like they haven't had like another student like this experiencing it so early. Like yeah. they talked me about Nick Waddell, but he, they were, but Matt was telling me it was like kind of towards the end of his grad school experience. So it was like, it was like manageable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I don't really know how to, I feel really grateful about it, but I like, I'm not sure about like how I'm going to balance it because it definitely did affect my first semester. Yeah. More stressful than I should have been. Yeah. They were so like, I remember them talking about it to like our class when I was in grad school. And the only person that even like had any opportunities then was Emily Duke. And she like had a couple shows lined up, but the, the rest of us were all just like, you know, they were like, you shouldn't take stuff. And I was like, nobody's, nobody's <laughs> offering, <laughs> but yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be tricky. And it's, um, it's also probably something that that school, like I would imagine that, um, other art schools have like had to deal with this more, but with ceramics sort of being this weird, like backwater cult for such a long time. And now it's like, it's probably a newer thing for that school as a whole to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Like when I got offered to do design Miami, I was just like, I can't turn this down. Yeah. This is like yeah, an right. amazing opportunity. Um, so I was like, okay, I just have to do it. Um, but th then I don't know. And I obviously like got a lot of attention from that. Um, and I don't, it's just like really overwhelming. Cause I, all these galleries, like galleries, like want to work with me, but I have to like set this boundary that I'm like, I'm in school. Like you, we, you can only get so much from me right now. Like, I don't know. I don't want to feel like pressured to like yeah. making a certain type of work or like meeting a certain deadline. I was just like, you guys, if you really want my work, you can just have whatever I make at the end of the semester. But I like won't be sending you anything before that. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. just was like, if you do put pressure on me, it's going to ruin our relationship and I won't want to work with you after grad school. Yeah. yeah. Is there any, like, do you feel any pressure from yourself to just like set the 3d printer up every night before you leave and like print a couple extra objects to send out there? Um, not really, not really. I like really supervise my prints also. I like watch yeah. one of them. Nice. I wish it was like that. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, some, I think work to sell, um, but I don't know. Like, not really. I feel like I don't even, I don't know. I feel like I don't like make things with like the intention of like selling them, but that is just how it kind of like works out or like sending yeah. up to galleries. Um, I feel like I've been trying to post less frequently because um, sometimes I'll post something and a gallery will call me and they'll be like, can you send us that? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I can't send you that. I need it for crit. Yeah. It after. I mean, I feel like it's, like, it's such like a, a problem, but it's not really a problem. It's like a fake problem. Um, I don't know. Kind of, but it is like, it is, it's like affecting my, it's affecting my, like being a student. Yeah. But it, I think it also, um, 
I don't necessarily have a whole lot of experience with it, but, um, <laughs> you know, there, there is something, um, about being able to just like make a bunch of stuff and keep it around and sort of like have it just like get a chance to develop a relationship with that piece and, and see how that like influences other work. And if stuff's like being made, getting shared publicly and then disappearing, it, yeah. it can feel really funny. And you can also, or I could see you ending up with like sort of a picked over body of work where it's like the best pieces have, have already been. You know, I'm realizing that now. Um, yeah. It's like, I don't know, like no one's ever talked to me about this. Like I didn't know. Um, but like, I like the vases I made for design Miami. Like I like, they were in my, they sat in my studio for like one day and then I immediately shipped them off. And I just was like, Oh, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe I just did that. And I like, and I like sold them for nothing. Yeah. Wow. Like I like looked at all the other design Miami prices and I was like, I get it. I get it. I'm a fool. I get it. Um, Wow. I like, I sold um, all of my thesis like work from uh, like undergrad. Like I had like a, I think I made a hundred bases that was like my thesis and I like sold them all like within a couple of days and I was like oh my god like I just spent like almost a year working on this entire body of work and I just it's all gone it all yeah <laughs> but why did yeah, I do that? That is, it's actually, that's it's actually good yeah because like I know my, it's crazy though my BFA show and my thesis my grad thesis show are both just in my parents garage well, and it's well, like, that you have it still. I like get so like, I'm like, oh, I want people to own my work, but I also want it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's well, tricky because if I have, if I have my own work for long enough, it stops like being that special to me until like, until it like gets through until it's like maybe like, like five or 10 years old. And then I'm like, Oh, this is kind of a nice old thing. But the work, like eventually I throw it in a garbage can usually before it makes it there. (laughs) You posted posted that picture recently of all of your work together. And I was like, God, I just didn't even have a photo like that. Yeah. It's so good. It was just like so nice to see all of your work together that from, I don't know how many years that work is from but yeah it's real it's real scattered around yeah actually one of my friends messaged me a couple maybe like a year ago and he was one of my friends from undergrad so we were he when I was graduating we were like super good friends and so he was like oh Cammie I want one of your pieces from my undergrad show and I was like oh okay sure take whichever one you want Mm -hmm. and so he messaged me like a year ago and was like oh hey I just want to let you know I sold your piece at my garage sale and he was like i got 200 bucks for it and that's i was like awesome. i was that's like awesome did he send it to you the money? No, no i was no no that's no. cool no i was like first of all i want i wish you would have like 200 dollars at a garage sale paid. is like a million dollars i would have paid i know right <laughs> i would have paid him 200 dollars to get it back yeah you don't know where like eventually where your stuff is going to end up it was like 25 years ago you yeah, know i like gave away so much i gave away so much of my work at the end of RISD, and now i'm like oh 
can I just ask for that back? Like, it's not okay. It's like, I feel like people are not going to give it back. They're not going to give it back to you. You can't ask. I know you can either like, like trade them. Look, I made this cup. Yeah. Don't you want one of my 3D printed pieces? <laughs> my hand built work. So weird. Yeah, it is so weird. Oh, go. I want to talk about Harris, like from Kent State. Yeah, Harris. Yeah, we, because I went to Kent, so I'm like super, yeah. like, I just love anything that comes out of Kent. Yeah. But I, I know that you guys are like fans of each other. Yeah, I don't really know Harris. I met them at RISD because they had gotten into RISD for grad school and they came to visit and they sat in on one of my crits. Um, and we just really hit it off and like, we've just been like, we just stayed in contact on Instagram. Um, cause we, I was just, I don't know. We just like are riding the same wave, like in a way, but That's like, cool. I, I um, love it. Yeah. They're awesome though. I really like them a lot. Um, but literally I've only met them in person once. It was like right before the pandemic happened also. It was like early March, I think. Um, is is this the person that's in school with my friend David? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. really a lot. We like um, DM about like tape casting. That's what we've been talking about recently. Oh, cool. Are you yeah. going to do the same thing to 3D printing or to tape casting that you did to 3D printing? Uh, make it cool. Be, yeah. Being not a nerd. <laughs> what is tape casting? Tape casting. I feel like I can't even really explain it well, but um, it's like when you mix like a ceramic slurry, but it's um, instead of water, you use like a glue glycerin like ratio. And then it's how people, it's how they make like ceramic computer chips. Okay. Um, and you like put it in this like heavy metal sled or some people just like scrape, like you have to um, you have to cast it really, really thin and like scrape it. Some people use like a ruler. Um, and then it's like super flexible, like when it dries, Whoa. it's like, it's like, a, Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a cool material. Um, I don't know what to do with it. I like, I don't know. I, that's, it's what I did for, um, my material research for Keats class this past semester. Oh, cool. Um, but God, it's like such a fucking pain in the ass to make. Like it's, yeah. like, it's like almost not worth it. It's actually kind of not worth it, but I don't know. I just like don't know what to do with it yet. But Harris, some of the work that they made this semester, it was tape casted. Those like little, I don't know, they made like a, a line blend, I think, of all these like curled looking pieces of colored paper. And it was, that was tape casted, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah, that's it's like what's... a very cool material, but I, I still am just like, what would I use this for? Huh. Yeah. I got to look up that work. Yeah, it's cool. I know what you're talking about. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and also, I noticed that you, on your, when you did the Studio Potter takeover, you you put up uh, Laura Donahue's work as like one of your yeah. favorites. So we should just That's call also, her out. That's also a person that I've never met, but I have just, we just have been following each other on Instagram for like ever, it feels like. Like, I feel like she followed me before I started making ceramics. Well, she's a real jerk. 
no, she's like the nicest. Yeah, I'm sure she is. She's so cool. Like amazing. Yeah, Laura. She's like I love. I like I love running into her. She's like one of my favorites as well. It's so like those these like Instagram relationships I've had with people. I'm like. I don't even I don't even know what she looks like. Like I literally have no clue. It's uh it's really weird. And I feel like they're like I'm getting more into my Instagram friendships right now because I just don't see people as much. Yeah. Well, like uh, online. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. That's <laughs> out. Let's wrap this little baby, this two hour. Let's wrap this puppy up. Let's wrap up this two hour puppy odyssey. I learned at Christmas time that I say puppy a lot to talk about things. And Cammy and crew just made fun of me the whole time that I was there. No, because he was like, I'm going to put this puppy in the kiln. And I was like, why are you burning puppies? <laughs> it was awful. It's awful, guys. Well, I guess... Joe, it was so great having you on. Thank you so much. I like love yeah. again with the Instagram. I feel like we've like chat so much on Instagram yeah. that it's so great to like have you like hear your voice. It's so crazy. Thank you. We yeah, love it. it. I weirdly feel like I knew you both and like that we were friends, even though I hadn't really spoken with you. But it, I think it's because I listened to your podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's how I have the same feeling about you. And I, it's not like you and I exchange messages, really. But for some reason, like... Well, you're terrible at answering. I, really... <gasps> I am. Oh, he's so really bad. Good. That's fine. I'll just talk to Cammy. It's not, Actually, it's, it's nothing it's, personal. It's I know just, it's not personal. I'm just yeah. like, this is probably how he is. But oh, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm like, it's do you really wanna... bad. Yeah, I was like, it's a slow. It'll be a slow burn with Gus. <laughs> oh, totally. I'll him in person this time. I'm you a look. really good. I'm a really. I think Cammy can attest to this. I'm a really good friend, like with people that like are here. Like I'm in always person, I'm really yeah. good with people that I that I run into and then like I make plans to see, but I have a really hard time keeping in touch with people that You're I don't. You're a good listener. But I have to tell you, Joe, that when I was like messaged both of you about being on the podcast together, Gus did get right back to us. So oh, that, that's a testament to how we know. Important. At first I was like, oh, Gus isn't going to answer this. Yeah, that's a, that's a testament. <laughs> See, I, to that is actually really messed up. I know, it's like, he's not going to answer this. I, for sure, I was like this, he's going to, because he, I know like for sure that he was like super into this. Like he was yeah. really excited about it. Yeah, he was the one who invited me. Yeah, so. Hey. Yeah, huh? there you go. Look at me. Because then I messaged Cammy about it like a month later and she was like, what? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, Cammy's not cool with this. Like, on the podcast. Oh my God, could you imagine? Well, thanks a lot for coming on. I'm sorry. I don't know that I was slow to respond, but I am happy it worked out. Thank you. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't have to apologize for being a poor communicator. <laughs> we live in the same city. I'm sure you'll answer me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you just gotta find me. I'm in, I'll be in the kiln room. <laughs> and we're back. Oh man, what did you think? It was fine. <laughs> I, you were you seem to be really impressed. <laughs> it's hard to impress you. Oh but she did it. I know she did it.
She did it. And I also she she did mention Gus that she liked me more than she liked you. So Damn it. several I times. I don't respond to anything. I don't respond to anything, and I understand. <laughs> it's hard to. I'm a hard person to be an internet friend with. Um, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. That's not my that's not my strong. I don't want to like I don't want to comment and be like, no, Gus, you're really no, you don't say that. Don't be so hard about yourself, but because it's really <laughs> not it's, it's totally too true. true. Too true. So true. I don't even wanna Yeah. I don't want to be so hard on you because I know that you um I know that you try really hard to think about responding i know that it's in your mind that you should respond for weeks and weeks and weeks and then when you don't i understand that uh it hurts people's feelings and um i guess that's all i have to say about that but good luck out there i didn't mean to to make this all about me (laughs) well anyway back to my eyes i just have hard eyes for jolie no you can call her joe um someday we're gonna be real life friends with her oh yeah when when she moves to new york hopefully yeah or when (laughs) we move to alfred either way wow i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon (laughs) you can dream dream on follow jolie on instagram at jolie nope and look up her work at her website which is nojolie.net Awesome. And then you can follow us on Instagram or don't, whichever you think is right for you. We're posting Do what you a lot of good right stuff um, these days. So, you know, get in while you still can. <laughs> it's at The Ceramics Podcast. And uh, until next Thanks so next much time. for listening. Yeah.